You're listening to the Cleveland Comedy Network. My name's Steve Guy, the host of Happy Hour with Steve Guy, where I get to sit down and interview people who are from Cleveland originally or doing very cool things in Cleveland. It's all part of the Cleveland Comedy Network, just like the show you're about to listen to. To keep up to date with all the podcasts coming to the network, go to clevelandcomedyfestival.com slash the network. Hey, welcome to 10 Cent Beer Life. Hey, welcome back. How you guys doing? I'm your host, Kyle, and here, as always, is Brian. What's up, dude? Not much, buddy. Not much. Cleveland Browns. Monday Night Football. Super close. A little more somber than we we have been. We're not yelling, suck our dicks, and uh, yeah. I I mean, there's really... Not much room to go up from where we typically are after these Browns wins. Um, you can only go downhill after those. But I'm not really deflated at all by that loss. I thought that was an amazing game. And I, I think that old Baker's back. The guy that we thought we had in his rookie year, we have now. And and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, you uh, during that game, you said, I don't care what happens. And you just sent me a GIF or a GIF or whatever of just some guy pushing all the poker chips in and said, pay him. Push him in the middle. I, pay the I, middle. I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. He's, uh, I think in the last five games, he's third in QBR in the NFL, like right there with Patrick Mahomes. And there's things that, like, if you want to look at the numbers, what he's doing, uh, he's right there. And then, you know, he's passing the eye test. And, uh, that's really the big thing. He turned the ball over. I mean, it was kind of a shitty turnover in the game, but I mean, yeah. it wasn't, you know, you got to, you know, heat check almost. Uh, what was impressive about that turnover? Well, first of all, the play by the defender was fucking excellent. Yes. That was a big boy out there making that play, getting back on defense. But the fact that we came down and then just came back and then three more drives, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. That's what you want a franchise quarterback. You want a guy that's going to forget about those turnovers and just go out there and act like they never happened. And, uh, you know, Baker from year two and earlier this season, it would have been a snowball effect. Um, we didn't see that. And then after, you know, Lamar shit himself, uh, and went to the locker room and came out and threw that touchdown pass. Like we got the ball back, drove down and scored old Browns would have threw a pick on the first fucking play and uh game would have been over. So, I mean, if there's 40 seconds on the clock, I'd have been pretty confident that game would have went to overtime. If there was more than two seconds left, uh, you know, kudos to Baltimore. They're a playoff team perennially. Lamar was an MVP last year. Um, spray the fucking cat. Let's get it. Right. Spray him right in the head. Um, yeah. I heard the next morning driving into work on two and a half hours of sleep. A guy said that game was important for the Browns, but it was not critical. And uh, those aren't my words. It was some dr- early morning, uh, you know, sports jock national guy. And uh, they talked the Browns the entire half an hour drive home. And just like how great the Browns are. And it's like almost like, holy shit, the world's noticing. Um, this, is, this isn't fake. This isn't real. This isn't lightning in a bottle. I think we're going to have a very good team for the foreseeable future. The, the Stefanski Baker Mayfield combination is tremendous. Um, 
I think that Stefanski is just he, he's top notch. I, I I love having this guy, and I, I think that his approach. I, I think they found what Baker's good at. I think they found what the receivers are good at, and they just played his strengths and that's what we have really been missing for a long time is a coach that's going to look at who they have as opposed to trying to jam um you know square pegs into round holes with with what they have and and what their philosophy is like this is the offense we're running it doesn't matter who we have learn my offense no it's like these are the guys we got let's run what works for them it's 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 great um, as far as that pick goes, yeah, like I, I certainly agree. Heat check, uh, some Brett Favre kind of shit where he saw that there was a, a big boy dropping back, thought he could just zip it right by him, didn't think he can get his hips around fast enough. And I, truth be told, f- fantastic play by Tyus Bowser, which that's a great fucking name. Tyus Bowser. Oh, yeah. He made like a one, a one-handed pick. <laughs> like, hey, come on. You know, like it was just a... It, it was a hubris throw and a great play by the defender. I thought that I would have liked to have seen a little more commitment to the run early. We, we still got away from it, but you saw everything you wanted out of Baker Mayfield. You saw resiliency, the short, short memory, and then just fucking that badass motherfucker within him that we've been saying is there. It came out and to, to make the clutch plays to, to, tie it up to to take the lead by one and then to tie it up after they had scored again. I just, anybody out there who's still naysaying Baker Mayfield right now is either a still butthurt about the flag planting and just can't get over it. Or B you are such a fucking lunatic that you demand perfection that in day you, you can't, take what's there and be happy with it. You have sat there and watched shittiness for so long that you're like, well, if it's not perfect, then what's the fucking point? Go fuck yourselves. Anybody who's like, if we don't win the Super Bowl, what's the point? Go fuck yourselves. The point is to enjoy the Cleveland Browns finally actually being a competitive, entertaining football team and and not knowing where it's going to go. In previous years, it's like, okay, we're going to not go to the playoffs. We have no idea, you know, how bad the record's going to be, but you know it's not going to end up in the playoffs. Now, we have no idea what's going to happen, and it, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, we're still in the driver's seat. What was it, two years ago, the biggest play of the season was Jamie Meter blocking a field goal to give us our one win? The one and, win. And now we're going to be like, I don't really think Baker's the guy. Look at his numbers from earlier in the season. Like, Fucking, you're never going to be happy. It's uh, the defense. You you can be frustrated with the defense, but I don't think you can be mad as a fan of the team overall. You know, you can't expect anything else when your defense has given up 40 points two weeks in a row. Yeah, uh, to go one and one, like you should lose both those games. Those, the, That's a good defense. That is a really good defense, and a defense that has been good for 20 years. Like we we face two defenses that have been good for at least twenty years. Shit, Pittsburgh's been good since the mid nineties on defense, just at all times. Like I can't remember a real down year for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They've been mid, like fair to amazing every single year, and so th- there's been continuity 
and things that get passed down and continue to be done within both organizations. And to go in there versus Baltimore, hang that many points, they weren't banged up anymore. Like COVID had hit them hard, but like they had recovered by this point. And Marlon Humphrey and and Marcus Peters, they were out there doing their thing. And Calais Campbell was on the field. And a lot of their playmakers were out there playing their best. And Baker Mayfield kicked the shit out of them. I I sent you the video. There's a video out there, Marcus Peters, talking shit uh, on his Instagram afterwards, calling uh, Odell and uh, Landry uh, homegirl and girlfriend. And it was pretty fucking hilarious. That but, is pretty funny. I, I had seen the uh, that Jarvis when he when Peters got his contract was said something along the lines of like that's awesome or something like that. Like yeah, like thank God, you yeah, know, or something like that. I and get then, the faith uh, him kind of shit. Yeah, it's good. We need these. We need these rivalries. It was pretty funny. And then like Twitter and everything just went in on fucking Peters. Like dude, you got scorched by four, 42 points on the Browns, and, and then faked an injury. Yeah, yeah, I just had him laying on the ground just with <laughs> yeah fucking. Uh, Landry catching the ball over him and shit. So it was, it, it's good. Uh, and us being competitive is going to renew this rivalry a little bit. Uh, because it's been one sided. Um, you know we're still the fifth fifth team. We're the first wild card. We got the dumpster fire New York teams. I was a little nervous two or three weeks ago. Uh, going About against the Giants. the Giants. I don't. I don't. I think we're going to put a fucking ass whooping on them this week. Uh, Sunday night football. We lost a heartbreaker. We're uh, I think we're gonna take it out on them, and then the Jets are trash. And uh, by that point, you know maybe we're still playing for a division title. Who knows? Uh, but right now, uh, it just feels good that we have a fucking competitive, good football team in Cleveland. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Even I've never been happy or like the term, uh, you know, good loss. But I mean, if you want to see the definition of that, go back and watch Monday night's game. Yes, I, I, and coming up Sunday is going to be another, I don't know if you want to call it a rivalry game for Baker, but it, it was a, a big deal about the things that he said about Danny Dimes, which if you read that article, it looks like the, the, the two quotes were kind of uh, put together. Like they, they are separated and were kind of put in there strategically to create a little controversy from the way that I read it, at least of like him going, seeing that Danny, Danny, Dan Jones, um, got drafted six overall, which like being shocked about that. Everybody was fucking shocked about that. The Giants fans were horrified and just incensed at the fact that they took Daniel Jones that high. And then it seemed like there was like a pause and then a separate thought was Baker Mayfield saying teams overthink it. It's all about winning. You just got to uh, don't overthink it. Just look at the winners. That was it. And, and to take that out of context, maybe he was saying, you know, teams overthink it or, you know, and they don't pick that guy there. But at the end of the day, maybe he was saying, hey, go get your fucking quarterback and go win games. You know, that might not have even have been a dig, but, you know, old Freddie Kitchens is in uh, New York as well. I uh, saw a picture of him. Uh, Giants blued out. Uh, what is he coaching over there now? Was it like tight ends? Yeah. Yeah. This he did that fucking thumb head. <laughs> he looks like a thumb he's got there's a picture somebody sent me I'll, I'll show it to you maybe I'll put it up for the title of the show this week and it's just him with the the like an tight ass fucking Giants blue Under Armour shirt and then he's got the fucking uh, 
scarf that you pull up from your neck. So all you see is his fucking eyes and it's the rest of it's like the fattest member of the blue man group ever. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I, fuck I don't really hold ill will against Freddie kitchens. He should not have gotten the job. It was very much an oversight to bump somebody up who had never been a coordinator all to a coordinator. Okay. Great. Now we all saw that and we were all rooting for Freddie Kitchens. I was one of the people who actually wanted Greg Williams, which is, you know, I'm not saying that I'm smarter. I don't think Greg Williams would have ended up doing a, a good job looking at it in hindsight. Uh, I, my reasoning was more or less just, uh, you know, hand the offense over to Freddie, let him keep doing what he was doing, and then let, let Greg Williams kind of try and keep structure. Because if you'll remember, the, that team was horrific with penalties. And then kind of turned it around on a dime once Greg Williams took over as interim head coach. So I, I liked that. And out of the two guys, you know, I, I, I would have picked him. But I, I, no, nobody really had a big problem with Freddie after, after that Baker's rookie year. It was like, okay, you know, that offense is what we've been looking for. He tailored it. He's a genius. And then you had guys like, Bob Wiley coming out saying, "Oh no, that was Ken Zampezi. Like the, this guy was way over his head, and the quarterbacks coach stepped in. Who knows how much of that is actually true? But it seemed like they, Freddie, just got away from everything that worked. I, I got to imagine either having Todd Munkin in there and running that that high powered offense that works so well for Jameis Winston. I mean, he turned it over a bunch, but he threw for over five thousand fucking yards, over thirty touchdowns." Or Haslam wanting him uh, saying, "Oh, I, you know, we went out there, we got fucking Odell Beckham. We're paying him now. Give me a vertical offense. Don't run this R- RPO bullshit. Give me that vertical offense. I could see that too. That's me and my own conspiracy theory. I have no sources for that. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes you know that's the truth. I mean, and it adds up over the years to think that you know Jimmy's been dipping his hand in." Dipping well, his that's confirmed. And, yeah, did, yeah. Jimmy, sure. did Jimmy getting hands-on when he doesn't fucking belong there. Well, that's why Freddie was hired in the first place. Is Jimmy said, like, we got to get this guy in here. He's a Southern boy, you know, like, you know, Jimmy was fucking hard over. Well, Dorsey, was, Dorsey was all about him, too. Dorsey, that was, that was Dorsey's pick as well. And D. Podesta, who we've talked about before, has been the... I'm spraying the cat again. Um, D. Podesta has been just he brought in, paid, and ignored. <laughs> fucking nerd no over and over again and it seems like the uh the deep pedesta way we could have been doing for this entire time so well we're here we 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 found our guy i mean and christ like he's he's easy on the eyes too like he's marketable like he has that fucking head coach swag you wanna fuck him yeah i mean the ladies, the ladies love him i can see him getting fucking chunky soup commercials we start winning a little bit. He he can start doing it, and but he seems humble enough to reel it back in and know what's important. And that's you got that salt and pepper for the the girls with the daddy issues. He'll clean <laughs> up if he wasn't a married man. He'd clean up. Who knows though? He seems like a great guy, but as it turns out, it doesn't mean shit. You can be a, a total scumbag like Omar Vizquel, which breaks my goddamn heart. Yeah. So right before, uh, I guess we'll just switch out of it. Uh, we you know the Giants to. Touch on the game next week. The Giants, we should fucking beat the shit out of them, but it's they've been playing pretty good for defense. Yeah. So ah, we'll see. I think I think we fucking hand it to them. You got the Odell Odell situation too there. Not that he's playing, but then Jabril Peppers is there. I'm sure Jabril's going to be fired up for that game. 
uh, you know, we, we, we had a big trade with them. Let's see who, who won, I guess, is going to be kind of the thing going out there. So I'd imagine it's them at this point, considering they got a first rounder and, and Jabril Peppers, and we've had gotten very, very little out of Odell. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to go down the, the Odell rabbit hole because I sound like a, what the kids are calling a hater. But, uh, you know, I don't know. He's rehabbing in Arizona, and I guess that's fine with me. But it's, you know, I see a lot of guys that have been out that are sitting in the press box right now watching games, and he hasn't been around. Can you fly with an ACL? Or why not rehab in Cleveland? Or, you know, we got a pretty good hospital here. I don't I don't understand why, why he's not around or you're not hearing anything from him. Either COVID, way, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. Just staying away from it. I would hope that, that – People are taking it seriously enough to just be like, "Hey, you know, if I'm if I'm not playing, I might as well stay distanced, COVID wise." Just nobody in the building doesn't have to be there. I don't know. I think that's reaching what I'm doing right now. I think he's just going to do what he wants to do, and I still don't think he's a locker room cancer. Everybody thinks, but he he's definitely a diva type. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it maybe it is COVID, but some people have. Uh, Use COVID as an excuse to get out of things. Uh, looking at you, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but <laughs> anywho, so let's let's touch on some of the things. Uh, Omar Vizquel, uh, what what did you read? Just he's a piece of shit. Is I like out? read like right before I opened the link to start this that yeah. Omar's wife had been accusing him of like over the past ten years, uh, beating on her. Which like that, but that is my favorite Cleveland Indian of all time, Omar Vizquel. I have fought tooth and nail in many of drunken arguments about him needing to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and being the greatest defensive baseball player to ever live. Um, not just shortstop. I mean, it, it's heartbreaking. Like, I don't. <laughs> it sucks. Are you gonna cry? Pussy. No, <laughs> okay, I, didn't, I didn't cry when the Cavs won the championship. I haven't. I think I've cried once in the past nine years. Oh, Christ, you're tough. You're a tough boy. I feel things. I just they just don't come out of my eyes. That's that's good. See, everything comes out of my eyes. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking very emotional, emotional man. I'm in two sensitive side. There you go. You ever seen those dudes that will like cry as they fight? Like they just you, you ever seen that before? I've seen children, like 15-year-old kids in schools getting so mad they start crying and throwing punches, but never like trained fighters that like step into a ring to fucking start bawling. I saw like like a, a, a dude in college at like a, a fight who like the adrenaline and the testosterone, like the hormones started flowing through him at such a such a rate that he, like tears were coming out of his eyes as he was kicking somebody's ass. And his buddies were like, "Yeah, he. This is what how it happens every time. He just he no. help So he's just a fucking psycho. That if it yes. is an every time thing, it's like they've seen him beat up more than one person. Yes. Fucking crazy. I have I ever seen that? I'd be like, look at that pussy. He's crying, and then I'd be like, oh shit, I'm dead. He'd murder you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was. Not, I was standing right there, and I, I like, I, I kept my laugh to myself because that wasn't going to be the fucking runoff for this guy. <laughs> was he just like teary eyed, or was he like bawling out like you motherfucker? Like, like tears running down his face as he <laughs> like. The real intense, not like a, like a bawling kind of thing, but like tears flowing from his eyes as he did it. Wow. 
Yes, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that, that like is a, it does happen. Like it's a thing. It's not super common, but it's you know adrenaline and hormones. I've heard of dudes like getting like rock hard boners while they fight. <laughs> <laughs> Never like heard that. Oh yeah, dude. Like people I, I, will get they'll fight like MMA fighters and shit. Like they'll get rock hard and like even climax. Um, what? Yeah, from beating the shit out of somebody, they get hard and they come. I've heard of that. <laughs> I've come. never heard of that. Look it up. Look it up. I'm sure. Send, send your boy a link. I want to hear I'll about. I'll find this. out. I'll find out about it. Yeah, I've just heard about it. I don't remember where or why I know this. I haven't googled hot guys fight, get boners, and come. I've never looked it Google up. It but now, dude, I'm going to right. Hot now. guys fight and come. <laughs> That's hilarious. We uh we we touched on the Haslam's being shitty, but they just won a championship. Yeah, dude, uh, Columbus Crew they uh they came in and saved the day down there. They were gonna this guy, the owner was gonna move him to Cincinnati or Austin, I think, is where he ended up doing. It. And like Columbus fucking fought for them to stay, and we're trying to raise money and get all these people. And then Jimmy just showed up with D and said, you know, I think D actually is the majority there and. D bought the fucking Columbus crew and built them a new stadium or the city built them a new stadium and uh, kept, kept them in Columbus and they have a huge following down there. It's not like it's the MLS is uh, a legitimate sports league. Now it, in years past, we'd laugh about it, but um, soccer's a big thing and the games are a fucking blast. I've probably been to 20 games and they're so much fun. And if you don't go, you're doing yourself a disservice um, so kudos to them for maybe, you know, maybe they see what it takes or, you know, or maybe Jimmy told him exactly what to do and it worked out and his ego is going to be fucking through the roof. But see, I think that they're good owners because just because they have a lot of money, like uh, he came in there, he put money down, he didn't know what he was doing and he let professionals do what they do, which is what he hasn't been doing with the Browns for years because he thinks he's knows football because his dad played at Tennessee. Yeah, so he didn't know anything about soccer. They won, so maybe uh, <laughs> a lesson to the Haslam's on yeah. winning. And now that they got a taste of it, they see what they need. Who knows? But I had a couple buddies uh, get tickets, and they went to the game. I saw their pictures on Facebook. Guys, I used to go with in college. Those games are fucking rowdy, dude. These soccer fans, like they, it's like they almost want to turn it into the European culture. So people are just getting bashed and like. These Toronto fans, I was at a crew Toronto FC game, and these guys were lighting fucking road flares off and throwing them like wow. in the stadium during the game. Yeah, and then they're like fucking trying to fight you and stuff as you walk through or walk by them. It's it was intense. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's right up my alley. Just yes, fucking just shit talking, throwing stuff, and like we we're throwing stuff on the field there, and they have to put police. So they had like this big supporter section. Are you familiar at all with, with like what? not soccer per se, but like major league soccer and just yeah, some yeah, yeah. So they have like their big like supporter section that just like sings and cheers and shit the whole game. Yeah, and going into that, like I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like you learn pretty quick, and uh, man, like we were throwing like this guy got arrested for bringing streamers, and the cops are arresting him, and he's going what streamers, and he's just like throwing them out to everybody in the. <laughs> fucking crowd 
And then the opposing team comes and does a corner kick, and then everybody just fucking throws streamers on him uh, as he's trying to kick. And this was in the younger years, I think, of the uh, the league. I don't know if that flies anymore or not. I haven't been in a while, but, man, fuck, I'm happy for the crew. I'm happy for my friends that are supporters of the crew. That's uh, awesome. Shout out to the Hudson Street Hooligans. We used to drink beer over there uh, before all the games. And, uh, yeah, so – some positive stuff. The Browns might or the Buckeyes didn't play, but Columbus won a title and got their team that they kept there. Blah, 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 blah. Jimmy Haslam and D1. Blah, 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 blah. Soccer's over. Let's get back to the real sports. <laughs> Do you are you one of these guys that act like they like soccer every uh four years when the World Cup comes around? Um, I enjoy watching the World Cup, but I I will not act like like oh yeah no i follow it all the time like no i just follow it for the world cup but i feel the same way about hockey i actually follow hockey even less um you know when the playoffs come the playoffs if i do you know mindfully sit down and watch it like most of the time i just forget it's even happening i don't even watch that much sports center um but like if i do uh, most of my buddies are super into hockey so when i end up sitting down and watching playoff games like i get really into it but I feel the same way about soccer. I'm never going to follow it. I enjoy playing the video games. That's about it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same same boat. I uh, I won't ever claim to be a fan or even really understand exactly what's going on. But it's a fucking enjoyable product, and I can see why it's very popular. Well, my sister played, so I I, I I had somebody in the family or have somebody in the family that uh, played at a, a decently high level, D3 soccer. Damn. That's sweet. You guys are a fucking athletic family. Mm-hmm. Did she get the player? Did she just go and uh, get belittled by her head coach the whole time? Uh, she played a little bit, like w- was a keeper. Um, ended up like pitching a couple shutouts, and then the other kid came back and then got sad again. So she ended up leaving after two years. But w- it was very good. And then my older sister she like was a monster softball pitcher she was damn good nice yeah that's awesome and she ended up only playing three years but it's because she graduated with the fucking double major after three years wow way to set the bar up <laughs> she the, yeah she is now a an air force lawyer and she is the impressive one in the family <laughs> Oh, you being all dumpsters, and I'm waiting to tell jokes again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you you get all those Reese's pieces, fucking YouTube views that it went over the family. <laughs> that would have been. Hey, it. I got my TV commercial. Boom. Suck. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been enough for me. Me and my sister both look like we grew up under power lines, so <laughs> we're not very athletic at all. We're fucking mutants, but um, anywho. So yeah, the crew won. Omar Vizquel's beating the shit out of his wife. Uh, what else do we got here? The Indians. Their name. Oh my God. Well, I mean, you're the baseball guy, so I guess I'll let you get your thoughts on this. Um, I mean, at this point, th- th- this isn't a baseball issue right here. I mean, so you, you know, we both have as valid and educated a points as one another, whether or not one likes the sport more than the other or follows it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have a little more emotional tie to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I can, you know, I, I like the. The the spiders or guardians or whatever the fuck we're gonna call them, but you know it's uh well they're still the Indians for another year, so 
I switched to Block C years ago. Um, I am all for feelings. <laughs> like it's, you know, say what you want. I I am for keeping people's feelings in mind. I am for um, you know anything that I can do or we as a society can do to remedy or in any way sand down the edges of systematic racism. With that said, <laughs> um, I, I I don't really have a problem with the name change if it is something that really does bother Native Americans. But I, if this is just a thing to appease white people that need something to do, like, I just, it's so much patting themselves on the back on social media. It's it, I have seen so many white people just noses up patting themselves on the back over this happening and it's like if you owned land in in America you're doing something worse than the Cleveland Indians being called the Cleveland <laughs> Indians if if i i promise you they would rather have their fucking land back and again my my problem is not with the name change it is not with native americans wanting the name changed i get it i'm for it i have a problem with the white people Stroking themselves off, going, thank God for us. Mm, we did this. Mm, fuck off. They're sure they'd want their land back, and nobody's talking about that. So you, the, the most that you're saying right now is don't spike the football. That's what having a, a name like the Indians or, or naming anything after Native Americans, which you know, I, I, I don't think that the, the actual motivation for it is to belittle natives if, if they come back and say you know we feel like you're inadvertently doing it okay we'll make a change great but it's like nobody's talking about actually doing anything that helps them like the the the, the plight of of native americans right now which as i understand it the, the word indian is still something that they call themselves so i don't think that that's some sort of racial slur like some people will tell you if, if i'm not mistaken from what i've read that Native American was a, a white person coined term. Um, I don't know where I'm going. With yeah, it. yeah. It, well, it, I, it, white white, yeah. white people, white social justice warriors, which I'm most of the time cool with, just patting themselves on the back over this. It's like nothing actually changed. They're still living horrible lives on reservations. There's, let's do something that actually matters. I'm with you, man. It's uh, a nice first step if it continues. The guy that led the charge, there was a Native American fellow that was like really leading the charge a few years ago, and then he just got caught embezzling all the money that he raised. So the guy that was making the big stink about it early on, it was a scam for him. So I don't know. It's the Dolan's team. They can do whatever they want with it. You know, like who gives a shit what cartoon character or animal or whatever the fuck I, they're still the Cleveland Indians, and as long as they don't move them to Nashville, that that's been fucking rumored. That's what I'll have a big problem. Um, it feels like a big rebranding's coming, but they're going to be the Indians this year, and you can still buy things that say Indians Autumn or Chief Wahoo for the next year. They said so. It really just feels like they're cashing in on this, and they're doing a big liquidation sale of all the merch that they got. And then they'll do a big rebrand and get everybody to buy. You know, they're going to get the save the chief fucking crowd this year buying everything up because he's going away. And then the next year it's going to be the 
you know, armpit hair lesbians buying new Indians gear or whatever they're called. You know, <laughs> nothing pisses me off more than you. You touched on it is white people going, Ugh, white men, they're the worst. Like, shut up. If you're a white dude, don't say that. Like, people are bad. It doesn't matter what fucking color or race or gender. There's bad people everywhere. Just be a good fucking person. And if the Indians want to change their name, don't be fucking upset about it. It's a fucking cartoon character in her name, and I understand there's history, but it's still the Cleveland baseball team at the end of the day. And you're not going to the fucking games anyways. Attendance sucks here. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Boycott them some more? I'm Get not going to, to, to boycott. I'm not going to cause a stink. I'm not going to be all pissy at them for making the change. I'll buy new stuff when it comes out, but I'm still going to wear my Indian stuff. I'm not going to say they're always going to be the Indians to me, but I'm going to wear my Indian stuff. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you, you got it. I stopped yep. wearing the Chief. I get I get not having the Chief. The, you know, I'm not going to fight the, the the change, but like I have a bunch of Indian stuff. I'm not just going to retire it. Fuck off. Chief Wahoo, I mean, when you put it in, you know, in perspective, pretty fucking racist. <laughs> Yes, but like there wasn't really a bunch of pushback. Like you can't retroactively go your pieces of shit when they're like, you know, maybe I'm just blind to it. But uh, okay, there were about six, seven people that would stand outside of Indians games. Pardon me for not thinking this was a giant controversy. Like there was there has not been a large national push for this being this horrible thing. And Chief Wahoo was not anything that was treated and who knows if maybe they're just not showing the whole picture and I didn't see it, but like, no, I'm not going to look at, at, at just, you know, seven to a dozen protesters outside of opening day as this is a gigantic systematic problem. Sorry. Yeah. I, I don't feel either way against it. It's like, whatever I'll, I'm, I'm curious to see what, the, what, what, what is your worst case name? What do they do? Like, What's your best case and worst case name for the 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 future of Cleveland baseball? Like, there's I a lot, a of, lot of really dumb dumb ideas. I don't love the spiders. Um, I would rather go the route of the fucking Washington football team. I'd rather be the Cleveland baseball club or something like that. I'm fine with that. That's what they've alluded to is that it's going to be the Cleveland is going to be the most important aspect of the name so i i wouldn't be surprised if they went that route and that's what like european soccer and stuff does they don't they might have like a sub fucking i also you know, mascot. gray socks i i actually like that one a lot too because it um i'm blanking on the guy's name the 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 guy that the they named the team after they named the indians for what's his name something socks fuck blanking um the the, the meme that like your racist aunt shared to say they don't need to change a name. It was in honor of them. That guy. Yes. That yeah. guy. So there's, there's that guy and you still can kind of honor him. I mean, it, it is what it was done for uh, at no point was, was, were they naming the team, the Indians going stupid fucking natives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at what we named our baseball team. You fucking assholes. That was never what was happening. Um, and then the 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 Negro League team was the Cleveland Grays, and then you also have the Grays, which were uh, there's Grays Armory downtown. They were kind of a famed uh, militia that would always go and and enlist in war efforts throughout American history. 
So I, I think Gray Sox could be a cool name, but I, that's still a stretch, and I don't think we need another Sox in the in the MLB. But I'd say that's my second favorite behind just Cleveland Baseball Club or something like that. I actually like the, the, the Gray Sox. I, I haven't heard that suggestion. I've heard the Guardians, and I'm like, we've milked that fucking cow enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the Cleveland, the Cleveland Rocks or the Rockers, again, we're going back to that rock and roll thing. We saw how bad the Cavs did it with those jerseys. I love what uh, OK Pants, my buddy uh, Aaron Seacrest, who's a friend of the the comedy community, one of of the more talented artists you'll ever see. um, He designed like a a full-blown Buzzards, Cleveland Buzzards rebrand. It looks great, and it's really awesome, and I love what it stands for. But just to me, the Buzzards as a name for a professional sports team, for just my gut feeling, feels more like a minor league kind of thing than a a major league team name. Yeah, I I'm with you. That's what I almost feel like they got to do it right. And I think the Gray Sox is a good suggestion because it'll feel professional. Something like the Buzzards or like the Rockers, it'll feel like you know. The Rockers, fucking WNBA. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, that's that's a big suggestion right now. But it'll feel like the Rubber Ducks, where they're doing crazy promotions. And as I love minor league baseball and like everything that they're doing to get people to buy their shit, like I think it's awesome. There's some really great shit out there. Uh, for the that, but- Tito's baby, we we got a history of naming organizations after coaches and managers in in Cleveland. Let's do it again. Cleveland Tito's calling Dude, it now. The Dolans. Let's name it after the Dolans. Ugh. The cheapo. <laughs> the cheapo. <laughs> We're going to change the name, but not before we sell all of this fucking shit. The Cleveland Frugals. Oh, shit. Hold up one second. I got to let Sarah in. So Brian's going there. Just to let you guys know, if the audio sucks, I'm an idiot and forgot to uh, hardwire my internet. So there may be a little, I don't know. I'm back. We're, we're doing it on Wi-Fi this week. So oh, that's a. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, I forgot to hardwire the uh, internet at my house. Uh, I don't know if it really matters. Is your internet hardwired? Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's that. If that's my fault, but uh, I'm an idiot. So um, it's still recording. You're still going to get to listen. Uh, same great dick jokes uh, and sports insight that we have every week. So uh, apologies. Great white men sharing views on yeah. things we're not meant to talk about. Let me tell you what I think, because my opinion is most important. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's gonna listen to me talking about the change, the name change, and be like, "Fuck this straight white man!" But it's you, other white people, that I got a problem with. Yeah, I uh, probably shouldn't have said armpit hair lesbians either, but such is life, you know. I right said it. Die. So, um, what are you gonna fire me from my lunch lady job? Schools are closing, anyways. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> So, oh, there's the cat. Is that the call? This is the good cat. This is the favorite cat. This one's nice. It's the little fucking black cat, the fat dick named Marvin. That's Riz, the weird little mama's boys, Riley. Those are our children. <laughs> nice. If, if for, for the people listening to this podcast, Brian's fiance is holding their, their well-behaved cat. Into the camera, and I'm getting an up close and personal look at him for the first time. Or her, I don't know. It's a her. Her? Uh-huh. Uh, nice. Now it's just, 
Okay. Like you up the oh, entire no, you don't have to tell her to go away. <laughs> or are you talking to the cat? I'm talking to both. <laughs> she, she scampered. <laughs> um well, we had uh, a couple emails last week we didn't get to, and then we'll get to our top five list. Um, emails, suck our dicks. Emails, emails, emails. One of them was talking about, uh, it's the story in the news, the Vanderbilt kicker, the female kicker, and our thoughts on that. Um, so what, what do you think? Here it is. Uh, what do you guys think of a woman playing kicker in a Power 5 conference? Does this end the debate on whether or not a kicker is a real football player? What was the last-ditch effort from the coach to save his job? Did he get fired because he played a woman? Are you allowed to drill her on a kick return? If she tackles you and you get a boner, is that sexual harassment? So many questions. I'm glad that our listeners are taking <laughs> these things with such a mature approach. Uh, you can absolutely hit her. I'll say that. Um, if that that is part of the sport. I don't think that we need to sit there and watch the games hoping she gets hit, you fucking assholes. But yeah, that that is part of the game. Um on a kick return, if she's about to possibly make a tackle, you can either fucking truck her over if if you're able to uh, or you can throw a block on her. Do whatever you got to do. You don't have to throw a dirty hit to try and prove a point that she doesn't belong out there with the boys. Absolutely. If, if a woman has the leg strength strength to do it, we should uh, hold them up on a pedestal and, and absolutely praise them as as somebody making this giant jump to be a, a D1 Power 5 football athlete. Kickers are part of the team. They're part of the game. I, I certainly would be very curious to see a woman play a different position within the sport. Um. But there's nothing I, I don't I don't see why people have to be so uh up in arms about this girl playing. I mean she she hit extra points. At first when she just kicked a squib kick, it was like ah, you know, whatever. Well they said they had a, a guy kicker to kick longer field goals and people were shitting on it and saying it was just a PR stunt, but I think that's not very uncommon to carry a couple kickers in college. So I mean it is what it is, and you know what? Fuck it. If, if as long as we're making a push to, you know, I don't know. Like you said, cleaning the the kicker's clock is kind of, uh, you know, one of those rare instances in football. When you get it, you take that chance. So, she, you know, she's out there. She runs the risk of, and it's not going to be because she's a woman. It's going to be because she's a kicker. Yes. Um, uh, people love annihilating the kicker. Look at Antonio Brown, like fucking drop kicking our punter a few years back like sean taylor in the pro bowl with that punter remember that oh yeah yes yes yeah you disrespect those guys or girls when you get a chance to uh because in your mind they're not a real football player that said from the fans perspective yes they're very much real and important players of football uh look at the browns people are calling for fucking parky's head after that Monday night game, I was praising him last week. Yeah. And I mean, he missed one in an extra point, but I mean, he's been fucking stellar up to that point and it happens. They miss sometimes. So they're very, yeah. Important. try and place that loss on anybody, but the fucking defense as a whole is wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Um, and if you tackle and get a boner, like, you're a creep, you know, you're a real creep. Unless you're one of those people who during a fight just seem to 
Yeah. Get boners and come. <laughs> it's 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 not because she's a woman, it's because she's a kicker that I have about the her. circumstances. Yeah. So there was that email. Um, and then this other one was from uh what's his name? David Faustino, who is Bud Bundy from Married with Children. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that called you uh four-leaf clover dick? I don't remember, probably. Um I so. we get a lot of fake names coming in in the emails. Um, and it just, there's, it just says Michigan. It says Michigan has not had an offensive skill player drafted in the first round since Braylon Edwards. Ooh. Oof. Uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh is a less successful version of Thad Mata, who is the former Ohio state basketball coach. I, that's, that's a fair comparison. They brought in high ranking recruits, but never developed them. Uh, UNC Duke and Notre Dame USC are better rivalries than Ohio State and Michigan. Changed my mind. So, UNC, we'll, get the fuck out of here with UNC. I mean, in, in basketball, okay, fine. I thought they were talking football for a second. No, 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 no. So let's uh let's get into our uh our uh, top five uh, rivalry list. Did you do a top five, Brian? No, no. Okay, well, I'll <laughs> I read. Totally forgot. I'll read my list, and you can shit on it. It's okay. This <laughs> right. again, we're not making any money. But shout out to Jenkins Insurance. They're helping us uh, out at the Cleveland Comedy Festival, and we're putting it out of the network, and it helps us with our hosting costs. I think we pay like 20-some dollars a month to do the online internet connection, and then another 20, 30 bucks a month to to throw it up on Anchor. So, uh, you know, Josh is helping out with that and with all the shows across the Cleveland Comedy Network. Check us out. Buy insurance from Josh. It doesn't, he doesn't care how many DUIs you have. Uh, or how many cigarettes you smoke, he'll get you life insurance, car insurance, whatever kind of insurance you need. Uh, call Josh or Corey. Uh, they're in Talmadge, but they insure all over the fucking place. So yeah, stop call. taking care of yourself and get some insurance. <laughs> so anyways, to go um, my top five rivalries, um, it was hard to get. I don't know enough about European sports, so I'm going to say this is um, this is all-American uh, sports, which are the best sports, but um, yeah, I'd imagine Pakistan versus India in like cricket. I'd imagine is like number one. Yeah, the, that, that I don't think it gets more heated than those two countries. I I used to work in an office. They call themselves Daisy people, which isn't like a slur. That's just like what you call Indians, Pakistanis, and Bangladeshis, like as a whole. D E S I. Um, I think Daisy though. Like that's yes. how you say it. I've only seen it in porn search engines, so. Really? Yeah, comes up. <laughs> I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a tag. Desi or I always thought it was Desi. I was like, oh, these are these are Daisy. So I, w- I worked in an office that was like all Daisy people, and I have never heard such heated arguments about like anything, but to, uh, like the the Pakistani and Indian employees arguing over things like cricket, and then what got even more heated was talking about which country. Had better melons. No, what? Yes. The fruit melons, not like a euphemism for tits. Well, that'd be clearly be uh Pakistani women, but so like uh <laughs> cantaloupe, cantaloupe, not even a discussion. Yeah, cantaloupes and whatnot, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, they got fucking heated. They got very personal. <laughs> they started ripping each other's countries apart, like, oh my god. I would I want to be there for that. I want I want to I want to be a part of one of those arguments. Uh that sounds excellent. Um, 
I put my honorable mention. I put Honduras versus El Salvador because they had a soccer game that started like a four day war back in the seventies. Uh, it was tied, and they were just like, "Fuck it, we'll finish it on the battlefield." And uh, Fuck so yeah. I don't know who won. I didn't really care that much because it's again, this is American sports. Uh, number five, I tied it. I put Army Navy, Harvard Yale. Those are rivalries that have been going on forever, but they're not necessarily strictly sports. Um, I think they're yeah. fair to mention. Uh, I watched that Arm, Army Navy game uh, this past weekend, and um, they were just out there like giant crowds of people, no masks on. I'm like, this is our military, dude. Like, they all get COVID. Maybe uh, you know, it's a good time to strike. We'll be susceptible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what is going on here? And uh, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Maybe these rivalries are higher and maybe they should be bigger, but uh, I'm too big of a pussy or not smart enough to fully understand them. So, uh, but I know Harvard and Yale is a big rivalry as well. Um, so yeah, those, those are pretty big football games in those communities. Good choices. Good choices. I like army Navy. I don't give a fuck about Harvard. Yeah. Yet. I don't either. I'm dumb. Uh, number four, <laughs> number four, I put uh Lakers Celtics. Um, there's a lot of history. I was thinking I'd put that one a little higher even. Yeah, I mean, this is tough because, I mean, it's all, you know, it's all, uh, you know, relative, I guess. But, I mean, they go way back from the beginning of the NBA. Uh, and then you you have uh, the Lakers when they were in Minneapolis versus Celtics. And then you have, you know, the Wilt Russell era and then the, the Magic Bird. And then even recently they've played for a title. These teams always seem to run into each other and they've they both they're the the greatest franchises uh by far in the sport so i i think that whenever they come together and they've came together almost every decade uh in some facet uh i think they deserve to be on there number three i i think red sox yankees just because it's the only baseball rivalry i have on here uh, i'm very curious because those were, were what i was thinking would be Top three, at least, with those those two. Um, I figured Ohio State, Michigan would would be your number one. I'd imagine we'll get there, but um, I mean, Yankee Yankees, Red Sox. It's again, it's it it goes back forever. But they play like eighteen times. I was thinking about it. I was like, they play like eighteen times a fucking season now, and I'm like, I guess that's baseball for you. But it's just, yeah. So I was like, I bumped them down, and I. But they're also. Uh, big rivals for talent sure sure like they they pass talent back and forth they are two of only a small handful of big spenders in the game um babe ruth i mean you know i mean it, babe ruth roger clemens johnny damon who's you know small in name but was a kind of a folk hero that ended up going and playing there like there, there's been crossover between the guys that go one place and then get paid at the other place so I, I think that that adds to their rivalry. Plus, you know, early 2000s, there were some great playoff series. And before that, you know, they can't play for a championship, but they've they've had some some real classic clashes. I would have put them up there. Yeah, I, I think they. I think you could make an argument for them to be number one even. Um, yeah, I, it's just possible. I, I stuck. I, I think I gave the nod. The, that was the, the highest professional sports rivalry I had. Um I just think that with the money involved, like you said, the players training around, like it's, you know, some of those guys are mercenaries in college too, to an extent, like let's not kid ourselves, but um, 
I, I are you gonna number two? I'm, I I might. Are you gonna go Duke UNC? No, I'm going Ohio State Michigan number two. Ooh, because now number they one would have been in Terrace. Yeah, well, it would have it would have been Ohio State Michigan number one, but fucking. Michigan decided that, hey, we're too sick to play and then had open weight rooms Wednesday, Thursday, and practice on Sunday. Until they get fucking Jim Harbaugh out of there, this can't be the greatest rivalry in sports because it's not a rivalry. We're fucking sticking it to them every year, and they're fucking waving the white flag right now. So I'm that disgusted with everything. And I wasn't blaming COVID. You know, I was saying, hey, COVID happens. Jim Harbaugh is just a shitty coach. You guys need to fire him. And then I read an article about how they had weight rooms open and they practiced this week, even after they canceled the game. Uh, you know, if those are the steps you're taking to make sure you can play each week, I get guys need to keep working out or whatever fucking bullshit you want to come up with. But for this game, your season shot, you're not making a bowl game. You should have told everybody for a week or two, 10 days, the CDC says 10 days, stay the fuck home, stay the fuck away from practice, stay the fuck away from the weight room. Let's get healthy and go play spoiler to Ohio State's national championship. And they didn't yeah. do that. They're, we got the weight rooms open and we're practicing. So until that fucking hardball is out of there, I can't confidently say that, you know, that's the best rivalry. And, you know, you'll have other people in different regions say it's Texas, USC, it's Alabama, Auburn, it's USC, Notre Dame. But Ohio State, Michigan have been playing since the 1800s. And they fucking quit on us this year. There was a couple games they missed because of the war. But they're the number one and two winningest programs in college football history. This is a football country. College football has been played well before professional sports, uh, longer than any franchises, the Browns, you know, the Packers, anything. Ohio State, Michigan were playing football. So that's why I think that they take the cake for the number one fucking the emailer, fucking Bud Bundy, uh, told me to change his mind. And that's why, you know, I'll, I'll – I'll say Notre Dame's right up there with USC. That's a pretty good rivalry. Auburn, Auburn, Alabama. That guy poisoned that tree. That was awesome. Yeah. That video, somebody posted it on the uh, social media pages that I went back. The Iron Bowl is always great. The the Red River uh, shootout was, was good for a while. It's kind of been one-sided for a bit now, but still a great rivalry. Um, uh, Alabama, LSU over the past few years, the past decade or so has been a really good rivalry. Um, I mean, Nick Saban with with both teams and all the success both have had. I totally forgot that he was. At but LSU. still, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, I fucking totally forgot he was at LSU. He just yeah. ingrained to me as Alabama's coach. I knew he. I hate Nick Saban from being Michigan State's coach in '98 when it was arguably, if you ask Ohio State fans, that '98 team that lost to Michigan State. We beat Michigan that year. That was probably the best Ohio State team. Uh, ever you'll you'll hear that argument anyways. And Nick Saban would be coaching. Would that have been an Eddie George team? No, that was uh, slightly after. That was the year they had uh, Joe Germain. They went, they played and won the Rose Bowl. I wasn't a big football fan at the at the age of ten. I was much more baseball at that point. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up just to get some names from you. I, Antonio Winfield, Joe Germain, Big Cat, Andy okay. Katzenmoyer, and Nate Clemens. Uh, our boy we talked about last week, David Boston, was on that team. Yeah, um, yeah it was just a fucking great team with a lot of uh, very good pros on it. Uh, people say that was the greatest team of all time. Uh, and they didn't get to play for a national championship. because Greatest team of all time is the 2001 
2001 Miami Hurricanes. Well, 2002 they weren't the, they were the same team and they weren't they weren't as good as not quite the same team. They they but like the NFL talent. Let's bring up that. The 2001 Miami Hurricanes roster. I'm going to bring that up. We'll take a look at that. Who's your number one? UNC Duke. I they would have been two or three. Oh. Uh, with how college basketball works now, I gotta refute that. I gotta. Yeah. I I, I can't oh. put that up there. It's just a bunch of one and done. Well, I mean, maybe at Duke, UNC has them too. But I mean, you still get the four year players. I mean, all those programs are based rarely, ah. and they don't really contribute that much at those schools. Not really. Well, you had who's the fucking. Uh, kid that looks like ted cruz that just left uh duke everybody hated oh he's in the nba he has such a hot girlfriend she's ridiculous <laughs> i follow her on instagram uh grayson yeah Allen. like you you still have like those guys that are going there and just like the the atmosphere of those games i mean just cameron indoor like go to ohio state the one of my biggest uh knocks on the basketball they built the Schottenstein center which is this huge basketball arena it's great for concerts it's fucking awful for college basketball. They have St. John's Arena that sat there, and it was an old field house. You could almost feel the ball bounce when you're sitting in the upper deck. It was just a great place to watch basketball, and that's what Cameron Indoor is. And uh, so, like things like that, I think make that, and that what the campuses are seven miles away from each other, like they're right next to each other. They're not far. Um, I, I think I think it's up there. I don't know if it's number one. I probably would have a uh, Rich Rodriguez Michigan team uh <laughs> number 1 but fucking they're they're trash right now so I can't I can't honestly say that that's the best rivalry right now because Michigan's so fucking trash I'm I'll keep it Ohio State Michigan as number 1 but as far as teams this is the 2001 Miami Hurricanes so Ken Dorsey was was the quarterback nothing crazy the running back room Clinton Portis, uh, Najee Davenport, Jarrett Payton, Willis McGahee, and if I'm not mistaken, I thought Frank Gore was on that. I team think he too. came in the next year, maybe. Nope, Frank Gore was on that was team he? as well. He was a freshman. So that 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 running back room alone. Oh, insane! Frank Gore, Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, um, Najee Davenport, Jarrett. Payton. What's the name of the wide receiver? Sorry huh? to derail you. What's the name of the uh, fullback there? Uh, something Hill, Quantrez Hill, or something? Not on this. Team. Oh, he was next year. My dude was fucking his sister. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andre Johnson was on that team, Hall of Famer. Um, the tight ends, Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow. Okay, because Shockey left that year, and then that was the year that they had Kellen Winslow. I'm a soldier. Yes. So then, let's see. You had um, Bryant McKinney was the left tackle monster. Uh, Joaquin Gonzalez and, and Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey was a first round pick. Joaquin Gonzalez played for the Browns for a little bit. On defense, Jerome McDougal, who was nasty. Um, Jonathan Vilma, DJ Williams. You had Vince Wilfork on that team. You had, let's see, I remember Rocky McIntosh, Antrell Roll, uh, Sean Taylor, and Ed Reed were the safeties. Those two were the, the safeties. Insanity. 
Um, Philip Buchanan was a, a, a solid um, NFL contributor. And then DJ Williams was also him and Jonathan Vilma were high, high picks. That is a loaded roster. That is ridiculous. When I was saying the 98 team, you, you were like, no, it's this Miami team. I was talking about in Ohio State history, they say that the 98 team is the best Ohio State team. Oh, okay. yeah, but anyway, gotcha. Yeah, no, the Miami team was stacked. It was, it was, uh, you know, that's what made when we won in 2002 so special that we, we weren't given any chance. And what they had Roscoe Parrish. Did he come in? He played in the league for a while, too. You didn't even mention him. I don't know. Yeah, Roscoe Parrish played. As far as guys that played in the league, uh, Roscoe Parrish. I remember Leon Williams, the Browns took him. Orion Harris was like a, a third round pick or so. Um, well, Butch Davis was giving guys jobs based on, you know, his U connection too a little bit in Cleveland. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a great team. Let's see. Yeah, I think that would be any anybody else who would actually be recognizable. I think that's it. But like shit, that's insanity. What a what a, what a monster program. Maybe next week we'll do um top five college football teams of all time. We'll we'll make that the list since we're talking about this. You got somebody that can beat the the U that year? Uh, let's hear them. Possibly those uh those U that USC Texas like that that year that uh, Vince Young versus Leinart and Bush like those two rosters are are absolutely up there as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see what you guys got. Um, we're well over an hour. You got a little bonus there. Brian went on a tangent about the fucking you. I love it. It's setting up, <laughs> dude. It's we're 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 making movies here. That's what we're doing. That's uh, it's a wrestling term. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I gotta go. I got cramps, so I definitely need to get off of here soon. Uh, get you a wheelchair. Yeah, that's it. Go Browns. Browns.